Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unshakable with Human Design. I am your host, Nicole Leno, and today we are diving into one of the deeper aspects of human design. So we did an episode on human design motivation about a month ago, and we also did an episode a while back on what do the arrows mean in your human design. And this is a question that often comes up because when we look at our chart, we start diving into it. We want to know what all the symbols mean. What does it mean that my trajectory is power? <laughs> and these are deeper aspects. These are what we refer to as below the line, meaning we all have a line. Five, one is my two lines and every gate has a line. So if you have the 23rd gate, in your unconscious Mars placement, there is also a line that goes with it. You might have that in a third line, which would give it another layer of flavor. Now, we all have a layer below the line of our entire design. And that gives us these pieces, what they would call variable. And that tells us these deeper aspects that we really don't have control over necessarily, but they do affect us. So it can tell us why do I feel at home here and not in this type of place? Why is it that when I work where I'm pushing or I'm really afraid, things feel like they're not flowing? But when I just do what comes naturally to me and I see the next step, then it does. These are the deeper aspects that tell us what motivates us, the way that we see the world, the way that our brain functions, the way that our body functions, the way that we interact with a group and we're meant to interact with our environment. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I use this all the time in my own life, where this is another thing that's always in the back of my mind when I am operating, when I'm going places, I'm always thinking about this, and it is the human design environment. So you probably saw this on your chart. It says environment and it says something like kitchen's hot or kitchen's wet. And that's where we're going to dig in. And I'm going to let you know what some of the confusing things about this can be. But it's actually a lot simpler in concept than we think. And the, the key really is to not overthink it and just start to experiment with it and use it in your life. So what I'm going to do in this episode is we're going to go beyond what the IG carousels will tell you. That's always my goal with this show is how can I take you and, and give you a deeper understanding not just the information, but can we give you a deeper understanding? And then like if you jump into programs with me, like the Human Design Lab or or any of my my larger programs like the VIP or my Unshakable Mastermind, if you're in any of those, then it's it's really about the embodiment. It's really about like, let's get this in your body. Let's get you operating completely differently than you are right now. So my goal with the show, though, is always to give you that deeper understanding. How can I take you from, okay, I get the facts, but I don't really understand them. I don't get how that works. I don't get how you use that. And that's always my goal. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the six slash 12 environments. We're going to go through the six environment types. There are actually 12 different environments because we have whether you are left focused or right focused. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but I'm not going to go into all 12. I'm going to break down the six based on the, the environment types. I'm going to talk to you about how I use it and what it's done for me and how you can use it. 
And then I'm going to break down also what most people are missing about this and what they get wrong when they try to work with their environment or that I see where people go off course. So if you don't know your human design environment, then please go to nicolano.com forward slash chart and we'll send you a chart. <laughs> you can run your chart there for totally for free and you get all of those details that not every chart tool gives you for free. Some of them make you pay for this information. These are more advanced elements of human design, like I mentioned, and we give you all of that for free on my chart tool. So please go run your chart. Let me know what your human design environment is. I'm at Nicole Lano official on Instagram. Send me a DM and let me know what your environment is and what this episode did for you. I would love to know. And you can also DM me the word just chart and we'll send you a link to the chart tool as well. If you would like to get it that way, we're, we're happy to help you there. So let's dive in. Let's talk about environment, right? Really what we are talking about in human design environment is we're talking about the type of environment that best suits you, that will be the most nurturing and supportive for you to be correct in your development. So what type of environment is going to allow you to meet the right people, have the right experiences, have the right chemistry? And by chemistry, I mean, what is the environment that is most supportive to your body, your being? Where do you belong? And that can be air quality, that can be noise level. There's different types of environments that are nurturing to each one of us. And it's why sometimes you go to the beach and you are just like, I need to be near the beach. I grew up near the beach. I moved to California. This is the first time in my life I don't live near the beach. And I know so many people where they move away from that, away from water and they feel like a part of them is missing. They can't do it. I am not that type of person. I don't have that chemistry. So while I miss it, I don't feel like something is missing like those people do. And there's a real reason for it. Usually those people have a particular environment that draws them to that type of environment, an environment where there is a water line. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm going to get into that when I get into the six different types. So basically, it's the type of environment where your nervous system will naturally be at ease. When your ner nervous system is naturally at ease, and you are more satisfied if you're a generator, if you're more successful as a projector, you feel peace as a manifester, you feel surprise as a reflector. When you're in your signature of your type, your nervous system is, a, is regulated. It's just naturally in its relaxed state. It's easier for you to be in that state. When you are in that type of energy, then, like I said, right people, right experiences, you're in the right place at the right time. And your human design environment can help you navigate to those places and to be in the right place at the right time. So let's dive in and go into the six different types because you've probably looked at your chart by now and you're like, what does caves mean? <laughs> Each one of these has a particular meaning. It's the bottom left arrow that we're talking about. If you're looking at the chart, it's the bottom left arrow. That is how we get to what your environment is. It's actually one of the numbers underneath that determines which environment type you are. And then there's a left type or a right type, depending on which way that arrow is pointing. We're not going to get into the significance of if it's left or if it's right. We're going to cover it from just the category level of what type of environment are you best suited for. So let's talk about caves. The first one is caves. And if you are a caves person, people be like, do I need a cave? No, you don't need to be in a cave, although you might like that. But you might like to be in a enclosed or controlled environment. You're going to want to know where you are. You're going to want it to feel secure. You want it to feel 
cozy. You might be in like the corner of a room where you feel like it's your piece. So it's about controlling the environment as a caves person. And if you are a markets person, it's more like a town square where commerce is happening, where there is an exchange happening of some kind. People come, people go. There's movement through it. That's the markets person. If you are a markets person, you may like cities. It doesn't have to be a big city, but you might feel like you want to be in that type of environment where people are moving all the time and there's this in and out, transient to some degree, where maybe there are exchanges happening, exchanges of money, exchanges of ideas, just that type of environment. If you are a kitchens person, kitchens is the next type. Now, this one is the one that confuses every markets and kitchens. People tend to be like, huh, what's that mean? And they are similar. They're different, but they're similar. So if you are a kitchens person, you need to be in a productive environment. So this is, again, where people get confused by this stuff because we say kitchen and people are like, I need to be in the kitchen. No, think about like things are being produced in a kitchen. You're making stuff in a kitchen. There is activity happening in a kitchen. So it might feel a little like markets when I'm talking about that, but it is about the production of something, not the commerce, but something's being created there. A laboratory would be a kitchen. So there's some sort of production and productive environment going on. That could be a workroom where everybody is working together and you're all working on something together. There's this team aspect to it. Or just being in the midst of that can feel really nurturing and really supportive to you if you are a kitchens person. Now, the next type is mountains. Again, people are like, do I need to live in the mountains? No, this is my environment. I am a mountains person. And I have to say that while I don't need to live in the mountains, I feel different when I'm in the mountains. Even if I can see a mountain, Honestly, if I just feel like I'm in that type of environment where there is a mountain presence, which usually means that you are at a bit of a higher elevation, air is thinner, I feel better. I feel amazing. And of course, I live in flat Texas. When I go on vacation, though, I seek out mountainous places. And when we talk about having a vacation house and having something for the summer because it's so dang hot here in the summer that everybody wants to leave, including me, my dream is to have a house on a mountain someplace because that's nurturing to me. And it is about the vantage point. It is about being high above. It is about that view. It is about that feeling of I can see things from up here differently. And to me, it feels like my energy opens up. When I get into that environment, it feels like a big sigh, like a, oh, man. <laughs> that's what I feel when I get to a mountainous environment. And that is my human design environment. And I've always felt that way. I always wanted to be on the top floor. If there was a house with six floors, I wanted to be on the sixth floor. I always wanted to be on the top floor. I wanted to climb trees. I wanted to be high up. I wanted to sit on the roof. These were all the things that I was doing throughout my whole life. And so looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I was seeking out that environment that I was looking for. There was something about sitting on the roof of a house and pondering and hanging out up there that I loved and still do. The next type, valleys. Just think about it like it's on the edge of town. It's close to things, but it's not in the middle of things. And it has a lot to do with the sound. There's not a lot of noise. 
the sound and the bustle, it's removed a bit. So it's kind of like a suburban environment. You could think about it like that, where maybe you're close to a city. Maybe you're close to where all the things are happening. You're not out in farmland, but you are far enough away where the lights of the city are in the distance, the noise and the bustle and the horns and all of that stuff that feels like it is muffled and further away and you have some peace, but you still feel like you are a part of it. That's valleys. And then we have the last one is shores. And I think of them like transition points, places of a transformation, of a transition, going from one type of environment to another. If you are a shores person, this is what I was saying, where I used to people tell me like, I'm a water baby. I need to be near the water. I just need to be near the beach. And sometimes that's a preference, but a lot of times those people end up having a shores environment when I run their chart, where they just feel different when they are at the shore. And yes, it's the water. Yes, it is that aspect, but it's also the horizon. It's being able to see, to be able to have that vision of where does it end? How far does it go? There's just something about that energy that nurtures you, that feeling like, goes on and on and on. And I see the horizon and it makes me feel connected to everything. And people might say, well, if I'm a shores person and I don't live anywhere near water, what do I do? You can play with these things. And that's where the experimentation comes in. So that kind of brings me to what people tend to get wrong or where they get stuck with this. And usually what I find is they're taking it too literally. I need to be near the beach. I need to be at the water. Not necessarily. Can you create or be near a transition point? Can you see the horizon? Do you make it a point to go and see the horizon every day? Do you go to a place where you have a great vantage point? If you're mountains, like I said, I don't live near the mountains. I live in flat Texas. And yeah, I miss it when I'm not around a mountainous environment. I miss it. I do. But every time I go away, I pay extra for a high floor for my room. I will pay for that. Why? Because it makes me feel different and I get different ideas up there and I feel connected there and weirdly synchronicities happen when I am in that environment. I'm at my best. So you can play with this. Don't try to logically work it out. Try to get creative and play with it and experiment with it and go see what happens when you try something different. If you're a markets person, maybe go work at the mall. If you have an outdoor mall or something where it feels like there's this town square quality to it, how does it feel when you go to work there? And try that a few times. Don't try it once and then decide that it, it doesn't work. Try it a few times. Try it a few different ways and play with this and see what it stirs up for you. How does it make you feel? And how can you use this tool? Because like all the tools in human design, it's about knowing these things and having the presence in the moment to notice if you feel aligned and like your energy is flowing or if it's not. And if it's not, then these are tools where you could say, is it my environment? So I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. I'll say something like, am I trying to initiate something or am I in response? Am I in the right environment? And not from a place of I have to fix it and from a dysregulated place where I'm like, oh my God, is it my environment? Is it this? Is it this? No. But from a really grounded, calm, open place 
say, could it be any of these things? Let me try something different. And when I try something different, I get a different result. And this to me is what living in flow is. A lot of times it gets misrepresented. Like you just sit around, do nothing, money comes to you and this happens. And no, I haven't seen that. Sorry. Maybe that happens for people. And if you're one of those people, please write me. I'll have you on the show. Let's talk about that, how you sit around and do nothing and things just come to you. But they absolutely can come a lot easier and they can come in ways that we haven't been expecting. They can come differently than we've been taught they come. So I still do work. I still show up. I'm still out here. I mean, I do two podcasts a week. I am on social media. I'm coaching all the time. I do readings. I'm working. I do a lot. But in the times where I have to create something, in the times where I'm looking to grow and I'm expanding myself, am I looking at how I can do it in a way that feels supportive, nurturing, and I feel like I'm working with my energy? Or am I pushing, doing it the way that I've been told, whether it feels awful or not, and just making it happen. That never felt good. I burnt out on it. And I had to ask myself, is there another way? I believe that there can be. And this is what I have found, is that these tools help us navigate to find that other way that is for us. Because what works for me may not work for you. In fact, I can guarantee some of it won't and some of it maybe will. Depends on your design. And that's why this is so powerful, because it's tailored to you. So I hope you found this encouraging. I hope you found it inspiring. I hope it inspires you to go out, run your chart, find out what your environment is and go play with that. Thank you so much for being here. Please go and run your chart at nicolelano.com forward slash chart. And please send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what it is and how this episode hit you. I'm at Nicole Lano official on Instagram. Please send me messages over there. I love to get them. I love to hear from all of you of what you're getting out of the show. I appreciate you being here and making it all the way to the end of the episode with us. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything going forward. And thank you once again. And remember, in order to have an unshakable business, you must first become an unshakable human. So thanks for letting us help you become unshakable with human design. We'll see you next time. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.